I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players. You have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. Welcome to Just Pod Baby with your host, Evan Grote, your home for Raiders news, notes, and information. Later in the show, I'll be joined by a man who is no stranger to podcasting himself, and that is Cody Wilson, host of the Raider Cody Podcast. I'm really looking forward to chatting it up with him and talking to him about his podcast and, uh, you know, all things Raiders. Football is back, and so is Just Pod Baby. Uh, you know, after a few weeks off, you know, during the dead period there, you know, I apologize, but, uh, you know, not a whole lot to talk about. It's summertime, I'm trying to enjoy, you know, the nice, uh, you know, some time with my family. Uh, but but for, uh, you know, the next several weeks, pretty much on a weekly basis, you can expect to uh, hear from me going forward throughout the season. A lot has happened since the last time that we've spoke, but uh, most importantly, training camp is now underway. So we have actual on-the-field football activities to talk about, and I'm really excited to be back behind the mic to break it all down with you guys. Don't forget, uh, next week on uh, Tuesday, August 6th, is the premiere of the uh, HBO Hard Knocks featuring the Raiders. I'm really excited for this. They've been uh, kind of leaking some um, some short little preview clips uh, of of some of the footage that they have. And, um, you know, it's just getting me real excited for it. I mean, I'm a big fan of the show. I, I watch it each each year. And, and, of course, now that it's featuring the Raiders, I'm even th- that much more excited. Uh, you know, on the field this week, the Raiders wrapped up, uh, I believe it was day seven of training camp. <clears throat> They've been going at it for about a week now. And, you know, all reports coming out of camp right now is that the team is developing quite quite nicely, uh, which is, you know, pretty common for, uh, you know, morale is quite high right now. Everybody's enthusiastic. A lot of positive reports coming out of camp. But uh, one of the things that I've noticed, uh, you know, from, uh, you know, listening to press conferences and, and reading online and, and whatnot is uh, uh, there appears to definitely be a shift in, in the mindset, uh, you know, or the environment. Um, you know, that surrounds the team. Uh, the, the rookies who were, you know, praised for their high character, um, their passion and love for the game, that was definitely a criteria that Mike Mayock and, and John Gruden were looking for. They, they really seem to be putting that on display early on in camp. I've seen clips of Jonathan Abram, you know, consistently staying late after practice, uh, you know, to get more work, on the whether it's on the jugs machines or... Um, working with uh, 
Lamarcus Joyner on, on different types of uh, different types of things. But you know, it's just a it's a really great sign to see from a rookie. Um, so so you know, I'm, I'm excited about that. Trump Brown has also done a really great job of uh, providing some leadership and, and mentoring some of those younger offensive linemen, including Brandon Parker and Colton Miller. I've even I've even seen clips of him. Uh, you know, helping some of the older guys who have been around a bit, like uh, Gabe Jackson and, and Denver Kirkland. So it's really refreshing, you know, to see a, a guy who's the highest paid tackle in NFL history who really still cares about, you know, helping his teammates improve, um, you know, sharing the wealth of information that he has, you know, and just really putting the team first. And he really gets it. He understands that. And that's, and that's part of, you know, why you bring in guys like that. Uh, Vontez Perfect has has done the same, you know, on the defensive side of the ball. And, and I'll be honest, I, w- I really questioned the signing of Perfect for obvious reasons, which I'm sure many of you also did. But everything I'm hearing again uh, surrounding Perfect is 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 all positive. So that's a good sign. I've heard players, um, you know, complimenting him for his his knowledge of of Gunther's defense and his ability to get his teammates in in, in correct positions and. You know, and just make proper calls, and and that's going to be really important for this defense. Um, we know how badly the defense struggled last year, uh, being the first year in Gunther's system, and, and you know, you bring in a guy like Perfect who has played many years under Gunther and, and has a very good understanding of the of the defense, and and so that's going to do wonders, uh, you know, for that defense. So, um, you know, I expect to see a much improved uh, defense this year. Overall, you know, again, the vibes, uh, all, all, all things coming out of camp are, are pretty good, positive, positive uh, information, and so the team seems to be on the right track. Uh, the Raiders do welcome in the defending NFC champs, Los Angeles Rams, on Saturday, August tenth. So, about a week from a week from now, um, and that should be a good test for the Raiders as they get ready to kick off the. Uh, preseason schedule on August fifteenth uh, against the Arizona Cardinals, and I'm and I'm a big fan of the the joint practices. I think um, it's good to get some fresh meat in there, um, get some different looks coming at you, um, you know, and, and it, it kind of give. Um, although it's not something that fans like myself will be able to witness, it should give uh, you know the team a good gauge as as to where they are, you know, after uh, two weeks of of training camp. Before I end this first segment, I, I do want to mention uh, some sad news that I, I just read about um, just before I began recording this, actually. Uh, uh, Raiders great wide receiver Cliff Branch passed away today at the age of 71. Branch actually just celebrated his 71st birthday just a couple days ago. And um, you know the report that I read did not mention any, any details of the cause of death. Um, so we don't have any of that information for you. I'm sure, um, you know, in the next day or two we'll, we'll get some more information on that. But, uh, you know, Branch was obviously one of the great Raiders. I uh, played 14 seasons all with the Raiders and, and w- was a member of the, all three of those Super Bowl winning teams. Um, you know, Branch is, is one of many, uh, several deserving Raider greats who, you know, still has not received that call uh, for enshrinement in the Hall of Fame. And, um, you know, it, it's sad, it's sad to know that, you know, he, he'll never be able to, uh, to see that happen. But, um, you know, all of us in Raider Nation, we, uh, we definitely send our condolences out to the Branch family. 
in the next segment, segment two, we will uh, we'll begin to discuss um, good and bad vibes from the first week of training camp. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Blue 42, set, hot, hot, hot! All right, we're going to start the second segment off with something a little bit different. Normally, I like to do headlines here. Um, but I want to talk about three players that are uh, giving off real good vibes right now and three players who are uh, giving off bad vibes as we are through the first week of training camp. We're going to start with good vibes. And the first player that I want to talk about here is uh, rookie defensive end Max Crosby. You know, Crosby was a fourth-round pick uh, in this year's draft, and you know we all know that the pass rush was, was non-existent last year, and, and so the Raiders addressed that early and often in the draft with uh, bringing in Cleveland Farrell with their first pick and then bringing in Max Crosby um, as well as Quinton Bell with their last pick. Um, everything I'm hearing on Max Crosby uh, through this first week has been has been great. Um, Trent Brown had nothing but good things to say about, about Crosby. Uh, he, he mentioned that he's a player that you definitely want to keep an eye on this year. A lot of the beat reporters uh, were commenting uh, – during practice, uh, saying that he was beating, you know, he, he got by Trent Brown once or twice. And so that that's really great news to hear. Gruden commented on, you know, his, his high energy, his, his high effort, which is something we knew about him coming in. Um, but but Gruden really seems to be high on, on Crosby as well. And, and let's face it, we're going to need some production out of Crosby. Um, you know, we defense had 13 sacks last year. And so we're, a lot is going to be expected from both the second-year players and and these rookies to contribute very early on um, t- to the defense. Uh, another player who who's been giving out real good vibes so far through the first week is is Colton Miller, and you know another really important player to this team who who the Raiders need to see take that big second-year jump. Um, and, and all signs are pointing to him being on the right track to make that happen. Colton Miller, um, you know, had had a kind of a tough rookie year, um, a lot of ups and downs, uh, battled through some injuries, showed some toughness by by playing through a lot of those injuries, but, you know, really was, was ineffective for, for the most part. He added some weight in the offseason. He's up to 330 pounds, and... Um, he talked about that in his press conference the other day. How he really can can feel it when he's out there. He's just, um, you know, he's a lot. He, he's more sturdy. He's, you know, it's hard to move, and in in um, those defensive linemen can can feel, you know, his, his strength. And um, again, a lot of the beat writers have commented on him during practice. Scott Bear tweeted out that Colton Miller looked really good through the first couple of days of camp. And he's really carrying that weight very well. Again, if if Miller can take that big jump, I really do believe this that the Raiders could have one of the best off offensive lines in the league with the addition of Trent Brown, and once Incognito is back, that 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 line looks real tough. So that that's a really good sign for Derek Carr and, and that Raiders offense. The third player that I that I've been getting real good vibes from is uh, tight end Darren Darren Waller. 
Michael Gelkin and both Scott Bear really were, uh, you know, they were tweeting out things about Waller, saying that he's been impressive so far in camp, making plays each day. So, again, a really good sign for that offense because, um, you know, Jared Cook left a, a major void there. He was Derek Carr's uh, security blanket, if you will. And so, um, you know, somebody's got some big shoes to fill in it, and it sounds like Waller is really going to – is taking full advantage of that opportunity that uh, that is, uh, you know, being presented to him. And, and we all know how much Gruden um, is intrigued by Waller. So, you know, good things coming out of, out of those three guys. Now, on the flip side of that, we've got some players that are giving out some bad vibes. And um, – I want to start with the first player giving out bad vibes, and that's Antonio Brown. And, you know, hear me out. You know, it's only because he hasn't been able to practice. It's not It's not for lack of effort or anything like that. It's just the fact that, you know, we bring this guy in. Uh, we're paying him a lot of money, or I shouldn't say we. Uh, the Raiders brought him in. They're paying him a lot of money. He's Derek Carr's new number one wide receiver, and they just they're missing out on this time that's that critical time to develop that that relationship. And I know they did a lot of work, uh, you know, in the off season together, but but these are the these are the times where you you know you you develop that that camaraderie that that rapport with each other. So you know, I just feel like um, you know they're going to be behind. Uh, the eight ball a little bit once the season starts should should he miss any time which I don't think he will but you know let's say he misses a game you know you're just you're just that much further behind in your in your development with the, with each other so you know I, I guess I'm a little concerned at this point it, it just seems like he's got these giant blisters on his feet it was reported today that he may be going to see a specialist for this um, so you know uh, not what you want to see it's, it's just not where you want to get started with that <clears throat> the second player that I've been getting some bad vibes from and that's Eddie Vanderdose um, Vanderdose is now in his with his third year I believe with the team and you know he just has not shown the ability to uh, you know to stay healthy he had some injury issues in college he, I know he had a, an ACL I believe in college and he had another ACL at the end of his uh, rookie year. He missed the f- missed the entire year last year, and now, you know, he comes back. He's he's healthy. He's trying to make this team, and you know, now he's dealing with a concussion and hasn't practiced in pads yet. So I'm a little concerned about about Eddie Vanderdose. Gruden did say today that he expects Vanderdose back within the next week, but I'm really starting to believe that. Vanderdose's spot roster spot is in jeopardy. They they brought in uh, they signed another defensive lineman this week and I can't think of his name. It's slipping my mind at the moment, and I don't have it written down. But that that clearly tells you that there is some concern there, uh, maybe about Vanderdose or you know whether or not they think he's going to be able to make this team. So I, I am a bit concerned about about Eddie. And and the final player that I'm getting some bad vibes from is, is Brandon Parker. And, you know, the reason I say that is because, again, there's there's clips that kind of circulate Twitter, and, you know, maybe it's a little bit unfair to, to judge him just based on a couple clips that I've seen, but, I mean, he's looked, he's looked pretty foolish in both of those clips. One, where he was totally abused in, in, a, in a one-on-one drill with, with rookie Max Crosby, where, where Crosby kind of... Um, Took an inside jab, stepped, and then and then kind of countered that with a spin move, and just really easily got by uh, Parker. 
And and then in another clip, I saw him just kind of completely like fall over. You know, it was just he looked really bad. So, um, and I and I haven't read anything really positive coming out of camp about Parker. So, you know, I he's definitely going to make the team, but man, that that pick is starting to look more and more. Um, like it might have been a mistake, and, and you know, there's still he's still young, and there's still a lot of time left. And but um, you know, I'm hoping we we start to get some good news um, from camp about about Brandon Parker. So those are your good vibes and bad vibes from uh, week one of training camp. And up next is my interview with Cody Wilson, host of the Raider Cody podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. On the line with me is Cody Wilson, host of the Raider Cody podcast for Raiders Beat. Uh, you can follow him at Raider Cody underscore. Cody, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, Evan. Thanks again, man, for having me on. Uh, I, I, I'm enjoying tracking the progress of your podcast, and uh, I'm honored to be a guest on it finally. Oh, thank you very much for uh, giving me some of your time. And, you know, I, I figured since you and I host, uh, you know, what I think are two of the better Raider podcasts, and I'm, and I'm, not, and I'm not biased, but, uh, no. you know, I figured we should probably hook up and, and get together and talk some Raider football. Yeah, there we go. Two heads are better than one. Uh, I'm definitely <laughs> going to enjoy this for sure, man. <laughs> All right. So let, let's get right into it. Um, you know, I'm always interested in, in hearing, um, you know, other people's stories about, you know, how, how they became a Raiders fan. So, um, you know, tell me about, how, you know, how, how you became a fan of the Raiders. Well, I think it's like most of us, um, especially at kind of my age, we don't necessarily choose. I don't know anyone my age, actually, that's really chosen on their own to be a Raiders fan outside of their family already being diehard. So it's the same for me. My dad uh, growing up, I mean, he was taking me to Raider games when I was, you know, five, six years old. And I didn't even really fully comprehend. I mean, my, I've said this even a couple times on my podcast, my, my sports mentality and, you know, the realness behind it didn't really develop until I was, you know, 12, 13 years old, but here I am five, six years old thinking it's like the coolest thing, you know, to like paint my face on my dad, wear all this crazy clothing, throw my Jersey on, you know, I had the, the plastic Napoleon Kaufman, like little locker room set up, like whatever it was, it just came super naturally. And I never really understood it now until I have my son and he's, a little over two years old and he has a Raider blankie that he cannot sleep without. He has to kiss the shield before he goes to bed. So whatever it is, man, it, it runs in the bloodline and it's running freaking strong. That's for sure. <laughs> that's a great story. Um, you know, a little different for me, actually, you know, I, I know you're out there in, in California. I'm over here in the, on the East coast, uh, you Ooh. know, uh, Western New York. Now I grew up in more central New York, but you know, my father was a Cleveland Browns or is a Cleveland oh. Browns fan. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got a lot of, um, you know, a lot of friends, teams all over, uh, you know, a lot of Giants fans, Bills fans, Browns fans. So we're kind of all over the board here. For me, uh, when I was, you know, in those, you know, young, younger years, um, for me, it was about Bo Jackson. You know, if you remember Tecmo, you Tecmo Bowl was, was the popular game for Nintendo, yep. you know, when yep. I was growing up. So for me, it was like, wow, this this, this guy's awesome, you know. And, and he, you know, Bo Jackson was like one of the top athletes around. So, you know, really, oh, that's yeah. what started it for me. But uh 
I'm trying to do the same, as you mentioned, with my two boys. I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old, and I'm really trying to, uh, you know, lightly push the Raiders on them, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, so we'll see. Hopefully that works out. Um, you know, I'd like to ask you, um, what, what was the motivation for you? Now, I believe your podcast, you've been doing this for almost a year now. I believe you got like, yeah. okay. You know, what was the motivation behind you, you know, starting the Raider Cody podcast? Um, that's actually funny because it just kind of, I don't know, I kind of get ideas sparked and I just roll with it and I get, I don't know, maybe weirdly obsessed with things and they don't always stick. Like, um, like, like a big, I guess, commitment like this is probably the, you know, first one that I've done for this long. Um, it was, I believe November almost end of October. Uh, we just got our butts kicked by the 49ers for like, I forget what it is, like one and seven or one and eight. And I mean, we're, you know, Raiders Twitter at that point, that's kind of where, you know, I grew myself before the podcast and it was just an absolute mess. So, you know, I'm kind of getting in battling arguments because my problem is, is I'm a little too optimistic sometimes. Um, so even whenever we're sucking, it's kind of hard to convince somebody like everything's going to be all right. Um, but so a few guys that I guess agreed with my opinion said, Hey, Cody, why don't you start a podcast? I'm like, man, like, I've never even listened to a podcast. And they're like, oh, no, it's great, you know? And they kind of pointed me to a couple of them, and I and I popped in. I maybe listened to 15 minutes of Raiders podcasts. And I'm like, all right, yeah, let's do a podcast. I dropped an episode, like, four days later. And ever since then, I don't know why, I just agree. It's nice to, instead of trying to argue through text and through Twitter, um, just saving it, letting it bottle up, and just really, you know, explain things over the mic. If people want to, like, a general or a good genuine opinion, should I say, uh, the podcast and through a voice, uh, is the way to do it. And ever since then, I've, I take a week by week. I'm a little obsessed, but, uh, I'm, I'm loving it as I'm sure you do too. You understand, you know, you're in the same boat I am. So, uh, you know how it is. It's just, you know, it's a commitment now and I'm just enjoying the ride. Very good. Yeah. And I, and it, I agree. It is, it is, does become kind of addictive once you get started. Mm-hmm. You know, at first I was a little bit, I, I guess nervous, you know, and, and as it, as I've gone along, I've grown more confident, and I really I really enjoy it. So, um, yeah. you know, I've been wanting to ask you this, and now that I've got you on the line, I'm, I'm <laughs> your logo, the Raider Cody Podcast yeah. logo. I mean, it's cool, I like it, but what exactly is that, and how did you, you know? What's the origin behind <sighs> the 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 logo? Well, believe it or not, for anyone that follows me on Twitter, that Avi is actually a picture of me. Um, I kind of super fan myself uh, like two or three years ago, and I don't know what it was. It just it just kind of turned into because I, I for me I, going back to your original question, I guess becoming a Raiders fan. Whenever I think of being a Raiders fan, for me, it's going to Raiders games, driving you know three and a half to four hours up to Oakland. Uh, in my dad's truck, listening to ACDC, listen to all this, you know, classic rock, just rocking out all the way up there. And uh, for me, you know, you, you, there's iconic songs, but there's really one iconic uh, classic rock guy or, or hardcore rock face. And that's going to be like Slash. So Slash was just kind of like the, I guess, the motivation behind it, the dreads, the the top hat, the mask just kind of came because when you go to a Raider game, you want a mask that's um, that you can eat. You know, you're at a tailgate. You don't want a mask on where you can't eat through it. So it just I found whatever I could on on Amazon, and it's stuck, man. So uh, it, I'm kind of not changing the image. The branding's always going to be there. Raider Cody's always going to be Raider Cody. But um, you know, we'll see how things go. Things are developing now through this podcast. So we'll see how it is. I'm trying to you know maybe bring out a little bit more Cody Wilson than you know Raider Cody. So we'll see. 
So you actually wear that to a game? Yeah, and, oh. I mean, not all of them. Uh, my wife refuses to go to a game with me whenever <laughs> I'm wearing that costume. But, <laughs> and I don't blame her, you know. She's, I don't argue. I'm just like, okay, you know, I understand. Like, And the main thing is she gets so annoyed because everybody wants to take a picture. It takes like 30 <laughs> minutes just to walk you know, a hundred yards into the stadium just because everyone's like, let's take a picture, let's take a picture, let's take a picture. And yeah. I'm like, you know, it's cool. I enjoy it. Um, but uh, you know, in some sense I can understand how it's annoying for her. So no biggie. <laughs> now, how many games do you get to a year? Do you, are you a season ticket guy or? Uh, my father is actually a season ticket guy. Uh, still he's been, he's been for a while now and I'll usually use maybe a couple passes of his. Um, our company actually buys this suite every year, um, at least for the last maybe four or five years. So we go there and then sometimes, like this year, uh, me and my wife purchased black hole tickets for the final game. So I'll be up there this year, uh, three, maybe four games out of the seven. And what's the plan when the team that moves to Vegas for you? Oh, absolutely. Still going to follow them. Um, the, the traveling is going to be a lot harder for me, uh, mainly because the way we have it set up now, I mean, everyone's different. But I know a lot of people from the Central Valley travel up. I see them going up the 99 at the same time as me. But um i can leave at 4 4 30 in the morning get there when the tailgate opens and get home by like nine on a normal sunday game and you can't beat that you can do just one solid day no rooms no nothing uh so for vegas you pretty much got to stay either one night or both nights if you're not willing to you know uh, make the whatever it is six and a half seven hour drive depending on traffic so um i mean the support isn't going to change the attendance might go down though but ah no big deal right right now i know the podcast again i, I follow your podcast as well um I, you know and i mm-hmm. and i urge everyone out there if they don't already make sure you subscribe to that Ra- raider cody podcast um and i know that you recently were picked up by uh blue wire so w- what can you tell me about that kind of you know how, how that all went down well everything just kind of has fallen into place for me um i've kind of i don't want to say bounced around off people but I've had the opportunity to meet a lot of people and work with a lot of people. Um, first, I open up with what is now the Crow's Nest Podcast Network. Met a lot of great people, great producers uh, with Kenny Stapler over there um, in the Pillaging Podcast. Uh, he was a great mentor, of course, to get things kicked off. Uh, we ended up going our separate ways. I, I traveled on my own, picked up with Raiders Beat. Um, he's been a great, even just outside of the podcast mentor, been great. Um, and I think learning from those people on how to be professional helped me uh, whenever Blue Wire came along. Of course, if you've listened to Fallon Smith's Keeping It 300, um, I've, I developed a relationship with her and her podcast before I teamed up with Blue Wire. So I guess maybe they saw our connection a little bit as we're working together. We talk, we, we rant to each other about podcast issues as we did, you know, before we even started recording here, whenever we have audio issues, we like to, <laughs> right. we like to rant about things and complain about things. So uh, things worked out and, you know, they just, randomly said hey texted her and said hey you think we should pick up raider cody on the network and she thought it was a good idea and gave me a call and a week later i was uh, under a one-year contract so uh i'm on a one-year ride with blue wire and so far uh i'm loving it i get to focus on the content and uh just try and bring it every single week for the listeners because that's really all the listeners care about is what comes through the speakers right (laughs) right right and you're doing a great job um now I, i know you've had some really good guests on i mean uh Ian Rappaport, uh, you've had Jason Cabinda, Max Crosby. You've had some really, some really great mm-hmm. guests. Um, but I know there, I know because I follow you on Twitter. There's one guest in particular that you are really working hard on, and <laughs> I've seen you tweet at him. You know, Derek Carr. <laughs> I know you're trying yeah. hard to get Carr. Um, yeah. You know, I've seen you, you had his both of his brothers on. You had Darren and, and David on the show on your show. Um, you you seem to be inching your way closer and closer. So can you give us a status update? you know, on your pursuit of, of Derek Carr. 
How's that going? Well, I don't have a timeline, and I mainly because I'm not pushing it. Um, he, I, I've hit a lot of good guests, and I keep saying like, oh, yeah. I always tell my wife like, oh man, that's the biggest guest I'm gonna get. And I keep finding myself in a spot like with Derek. I'm like, you know what? If I can just chit chat with him, I mean, no offense. I mean, I love our quarterback, but I thought our talk with David Carr was gonna be my best out of all of. I haven't even talked to Derek yet, but. I, I love talking to David because, and he can keep it real. You know, he's not under contract on a football team. Um, for the most part, he can, he can let it all hang out there. Um, and I still want to, you know, maybe crack some jokes with our quarterback and see how that goes. But I've met him a couple times in person. The last time was just a couple of months ago and we hit it off and uh, he knew I, who I was from Twitter. And it was kind of funny cause I'd never talked to him and talking to his dad and stuff like that. Um, his dad follows, or I don't even know if he follows me on Twitter, but he likes all my stuff somehow. And, uh, it, it's just been a good connection with the family. Um, just, you know, I think it's just kind of a testament to how things are operating. And I know you operate kind of under the same code with your podcast for the most part, stay optimistic. You don't want to come on here and, you know, trash a bunch of players and, and destroy reputations. Uh, it's, you know, Raiders through and through for the most part. I mean, if someone does this wrong, we might be a little angry about it, but, um, you know, it's just, I guess, I'm getting some quick payback for, you know, the work that I'm putting in and uh, just reaching out. So Derek's going to happen. I don't know when, but I know it's going to happen. Uh, hoping hoping before the season starts, but I'm not bugging him. I'm not going to, you know, really push it. Um, if he feels the need and is reminded to come on my podcast somehow, uh, I, you know, I'm not going to ever, you know, turn the mics off for him. It's always here. It's it's They're ready to roll as soon as he gives me the green light. So uh, stay tuned for that one. Very good. Um, now, I just got one more question for you uh, before we kind of dive into some some football-related uh, questions and some topics. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand that you've set up some sort of foundation. It's called the Raider Cody Foundation. What can you tell us about um, the type of work that that, that foundation does? Um, well, it's pretty simple for the most part. I try and I already have my uh, plate full, I guess, with the podcast. But I at least launched something to where I kind of had an inspiration, I guess, from a uh, a fellow follow on Twitter. His name was Zach Feller. And I saw him um, out of nowhere. He he tried to tweet actually towards Derek Carr and was asking for prayer, um, saying uh, he, he kind of just laid it all out there. You could tell he got to his breaking point. His son was close to being born. Um, and I forget the the syndrome that he was he was being born with, but it was basically giving him a, a slim to zero chance of, of living um, past birth. So I kind of had this like weird thing to like, I just, I just shared it, you know, like praying for you, bro. And you know, this guy, you know, had like a handful of followers. So I really just wanted to say like, Hey, you know, Raider nation, like let's jump in here and, and show them, you know, we support him. And it took off and this guy was overwhelmed. And I just kind of thought, Hey, let's raise some money get this guy a custom Jersey. It ended up taking off. I uh, got him a custom Jersey, his wife, a custom shirt. Um, and we even bought him a, a star in the sky for his son. His name was uh, Luke. Uh, and he actually, he wanted a, his middle name to be Raider. His wife said, no, no, no. And then once uh, everything was all said and done, she went ahead and let him name him. So it was Luke Raider Feller, uh, bought him a star with his name on it and uh, sent it over to him. And now it's just like, hey, whenever the time comes across, maybe whenever it has a little bit more uh, firepower and muscle behind it, uh, I have some plans for the Raider Cody Foundation. It's just, you know, whenever the, the timing's right to really take off. Very good. That sounds like you're doing some good stuff there. And and you can follow, those of you interested, you can follow that on Twitter, at FoundationRCP. So make sure you check that out. I just started following it myself. <clears throat> Cody Wilson, of the uh, host of the Raider Cody podcast on the line with me. We're talking some Raiders football. So let, let's let's dive into some on-the-field stuff now. Um, 
you know, I know that you attended uh, one of the tra- days of practice uh, training camp. I think it was last week. Mm-hmm. You know, what did you see? Anything worth noting? Any players in particular that you know flashed while you were there? I'll tell you. Well, actually, let's start off with one thing. Uh, one, I don't want to call it a pet peeve, but um, a lot of people want to ask about every individual player. And I'll tell you one thing. It is so hard to track 90 players out there playing on the field. So you're looking just for standouts. You really got to talk to you know a handful of guys that went to camp, and hopefully you get uh, you know 75% of what happened or big plays or bad plays or people that aren't doing good or people that are doing really good. But for me, I had a pleasant surprise of seeing Antonio Brown as he was supposed to be out. Um, I got to see him play, you know, just warm up. It was just some individual drills and whatnot, catching a few passes from Derek Carr. Um, But mainly our secondary. Uh, That's what stood out to me the most. You see guys like uh, Gary Unconley, Daryl Worley. They look like they're back in their normal spot from where they left off last year. Uh, There's, of course, our young guys have some proving to do in order to start eating at their snaps. But then I'm seeing guys like Trayvon Mullen and Isaiah Johnson. They're out there. They're long. They're lanky, and they're running around the field. But most importantly, Jonathan Abram. If I got to sit here and try and convince you that one guy's going to be the real deal this season, I think it's going to be Jonathan Abram. He's the dude. I hate to say it this way, but he never shuts up. And maybe teammates will start getting aggravated with him. But I hope they do because that's just going to prove that uh, the opposing defense is going to be frustrated as well. And that's, uh, in my opinion, an advantage for us. So. Um, it, it was a great experience. The energy was there. Um, I don't want to say it's hard to compare to previous years. Everyone wants to say it's like 2016, but, um, it, I think they all try to bring that energy during camp, but our young guys, especially it, it's a different bunch. We've never we've never had a draft class come in here like this and uh, bring that kind of energy and want to change the culture. I mean, it's their first year and they're, they're taking initiative. So that's what I see mostly coming out of camp. Yeah, it's, it's funny you say that. I actually talked about that uh, in the first segment of, of the show uh, on the recording, is that it, you know everything that I'm reading and, and hearing through press conferences and whatnot, there definitely seems to be you know, a, a different attitude there, you know, the environment, yeah. they, you know, they, I know they put a lot of emphasis on, on drafting high character players, but it seems like they've also, you know, with the exception of some of the guys, I guess, like Vontez Perfect, who's has a, mm-hmm. you know, a past and, and even Antonio Brown, you know, Trent Brown seems to really be, you know, demonstrating some leadership qualities and, and helping to yeah. mentoring the younger off, uh, tackles. So it, it does really seem like, um, the culture is changing, so that's that's definitely a, a good sign. Uh, oh, yeah. You, you mentioned Antonio Brown, um, and I'm sure you're on top of this. I, you heard the news today that he's going to see a foot specialist, and I'm, and I'm sure you've mm-hmm. seen the, the pictures of the, his feet. I mean, what do you make of this? I, I've never seen anything like this. It's like the biggest blisters I've ever seen on someone's feet, so <laughs> I don't know what to make of it. I think that's, you know, basically kind of what it is. So. Whenever we find out there, I don't think that there's going to be any foot specialist, any article that you see at this point. Um, I'm not sure that you're going to be able to believe any of it. You can, you know, talk about hearsay, whatnot. Um, but at some point, I don't know if it's going to be anytime soon. I'm sure there'll be a story that breaks. And I can tell you, it's probably gonna be something off the wall that nobody ever expected and something sillier than what we'd all expect. So, you know, just kind of stay tuned. I think he's going to be just fine uh, within, you know, the next week or so. I think they're just looking... He was probably hoping to be back on the field by now. I think he tried to maybe push himself a little bit too much. Um, as you're saying, it looks like gigantic blisters, and it looks like he's trying to dry it out and peel them off. And, you know, imagine trying to run with that, uh, drying out the bottom of your feet. I'm sure it's just ripping. I'm sure it's, you know, turning into a lot of pain after just a little short practice. So uh, we'll see. I, I think uh, 
it's it's a little silly, but he'll be back on the field and and uh, you know it won't be that big a deal anymore. Right. Uh, now Gruden has has spoke a lot lately, and I've heard Mayock speak about it as well. It, you know, and it's about those second year players and and, and how you know they're yeah. they're really expecting to see a, a big jump from some some of these guys. So, you know, which second year player are you expecting if you had to pick one uh, that you're expecting to see the biggest jump from this year? Well, shoot, man. I actually, I, I maybe talked about this a little bit on one of my last episodes, and it's for me. it's hard for me to pick a player. So I'm just going to real quick, just kind of on a whole position group, as you can remember from last year, our defensive line relied on rookies. That's really all we had. Right. So I'm expecting that entire defensive line as a whole to make a jump. I mean, we got pretty much two more rookies jumping in there. um, And we can't have, you know, the other three guys still playing like rookies. They got to make that jump. They got to be veterans. Uh, So I'm going to just say maybe Mohurst and Arden Key. I'm going to group those guys together. Uh, They need, they need a second year jump. And I'm expecting it from them because I know they're hungry and you've heard, you know, the reports of them randomly yelling out 13, yep. 13 yep. during training camp to right. really get them amped up. So that's that's what I'm looking at. OK, yeah, I like that. I like that answer. Um, all right. I got one final question for you here. Um, you know, the roster looks improved um, both on offense and defense. Carr's got a ton of new weapons um, around mm-hmm. him. You know, we've talked about Antonio Brown and. And he also has got Tyrell Williams. He's basically he's got a whole new set of skill position players. Not to mention they brought in right tackle Trent Brown. Um, mm-hmm. So he he's pretty loaded right now. Um, the defense yeah. the defense is hoping, as we mentioned, to see um, some of those youngsters, both the second year players and the rookie class that they brought in, you know, to really grow up fast. And you know they're going to contribute. They're going to play a lot of snaps. We know that. Mm-hmm. The schedule looks tough. It's it's pretty brutal right now. I believe it's. Top is it the top most difficult schedule in the league this year? I believe based I on I think we've been the last two years. Yeah, yeah I believe yeah. so. So, um, you know, based on all of that, what, what are your expectations for the upcoming season? If, and if you have a uh, prediction, like a you know record wise, you know what you can give that to us if if you would like. Man, it's hard for me to pin that down. If if I had to, um, if if I'm looking at this team as a whole throughout the season, I just really want to see. I don't know. Maybe even if we go through tough times, I don't want to see us look like we crumbled like we did last year. You know, it seemed like whenever we we had these high expectations two years in a row, we didn't meet them. And last year with all this hype coming in with John Gruden, um, I just feel like we kind of just fell flat on our face when things weren't going right. And maybe that's because, you know, it was the culture overall. We just talked about that. Uh, We had leaders in there that I guess weren't fully prepared to be leaders through thick and thin. I think we finally have that. Um, But as a whole, record-wise, Hmm, man, you know, the fan enemy is like uh, 16 to 0, but I, right. mm, I, I like to I like to think 10 plus wins, you know, um, realistically, I'm just I want to see us in the playoffs, man. Like, that's it. You know, and, and really, it comes down to I don't even care about record as much as I just want to see us like maybe beat the Chiefs a couple times. You know what right, I mean? Like right. what, 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 you know, just take the division, like stuff like that. It's like um, I just really want to enjoy it um, for the most part. Of course, the, the the end goal is the Super Bowl, but no matter what, I don't care about this podcast. I don't care what I'm doing. I, I'm a fan first, and I just want to be able to sit back and watch this team play some good football. And uh, I'm glad that we have some weapons around Derek Carr. Of course, the the narrative's been this is this is a prove it year, and you know it's not it's not necessarily that I deny that. I just think it's a little you know overused. I like to see. I don't know, maybe us backing him and saying, okay, this is time for him to step up and get it done. And then, you know, we it's one season at a time. 
We chose him to be our quarterback this year. I want him to step up, and I, and I want him to take care of business. He's working hard, as is a lot of the guys that we brought in. So it's exciting. 2019 is going to be exciting, and I, I just want to see us not play like the Raiders have the last few years. You know, I want us to step up, and I want to see some <laughs> domination. I want to see some control. I want to see him control some games and, and enjoy it. So yeah. that, that's kind of, I guess, not my prediction, but my hope. You want to see the Raiders not be the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't be the Raiders, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I totally understand what you're saying, yeah. Um, well, there there you have it, folks. You you heard the man. Uh, be sure to give uh, Cody a follow at RaiderCody underscore. Um, make sure you subscribe to that podcast of his, Raider Cody Podcast, if you haven't. Also check out the Raider Cody Foundation. He's doing some really great things over there. Uh, he, you know, he's doing a great job at the podcast, so make sure you're, you're supporting him and, uh, you know, Cody, thanks again for giving me some of your time. I know you're you're busy recording your own show and, and whatnot, but uh, you know, thanks for giving me some time. Keep up the good work, and we will be in touch for sure, my friend. Absolutely, Evan. I appreciate you having me on here. Um, any person that you know I can see that puts a lot of effort into their podcast, I'm more than happy to come over and you know push in some content. I know how hard it is uh, preparing, producing. It's always nice to have people that can come in. And, you know, do a little bit of the talking for you. Let Make things go a little easier. Let you produce a good show. Uh, and, and you set up a great interview. I, lo- I love the topics that you talk about. This is a great podcast. I definitely follow it. Um, I thought at one point, I didn't listen to your last couple episodes. You're, oh, no, I haven't been on since June. I'm like, okay, so I'm good. I'm all caught up. Wanted to make sure. So Yeah, I had to, uh, I had to apologize. Job, I took I took a you know, I took a little hiatus, hiatus there, but, you know, I'm back. I'm, an, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm, I re- recharged. So <laughs> Yeah, you have to do that. You have to do that. I'm, I'm only like one season into stuff like this. So, yeah, you got to do it. Keep the brain fresh. And, and you're doing good work. So, Evan, um, I expect uh, I want to return the favorite at some point throughout the season. We'll get you on the Raider Cody podcast for sure, man. Yeah, no problem. All right, man. Uh, like I said, we'll be in touch and, and good luck with everything. And I'll and I'll be uh, you know supporting you all the way. Good stuff. See you later, Evan. All right, we'll talk to you later. That was my interview with Cody Wilson, host of the Raider Cody podcast. As I mentioned earlier, do yourselves a favor, go out and give him a follow on Twitter and subscribe to that podcast. Some really good information out there from him. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week's edition of Just Pod Baby. I'd like to thank you all for joining me and tuning in. Be sure to check me out each week on the Silver and Black Pride Podcast Network as we gear up for the upcoming 2019 season. I hope everyone has a great week, and go Raiders!